sex talk. Derek and Miley. Cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Derek and Miley. Hey folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. I like bringing people back to you. I'm on I'm on a kick. I want to bring everyone back. <laughs> that is my trend for 2020. So I am bringing back the wonderful, the the beautiful Susan Bratton, intimacy wellness expert. And I mean, you have served served millions of pe- people. I'm just so glad you're coming back to hang out with me again. Well, Ms. Miley, we're going to do the 2020 sex trends. How could I do it with anybody but the smartest sexpert in the world? <laughs> Thank you for that. My Thank you, at girlfriend. We are going to like read the sex tea leaves together. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, I mean, what do you think is going to be hot this year? How how should we get ready? What how should we? I mean, we're gonna pack our bags with some lube. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be ready for our sex trends of 2020. So, like, what do you think is gonna be one of those big themes of 2020 in sex? Well, since we're packing our sex lube, I'll start with travel fucking. Woo! Um, I think travel fucking is growing in popularity. You know. And back in my day, we, <laughs> we used to just go and go to museums and stuff, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now that there's online dating apps, you can travel anywhere and have a hookup every day if you want to. And people are do people are jet setting. There are more people traveling. There are more people traveling to more places. I mean, one of the issues with travel is the world is getting trampled, you know? But um, there's just so many wonderful places to have romantic interludes. And a lot of people, interestingly, a lot of people have a relationship agreement that is the 100-mile rule. Have you heard that before? Mm, Enlighten us. The 100-mile rule, I learned this one from one of my gay friends. They're a gay couple and they said, well, we just don't have sex with anybody within 100 miles of our house because we don't want to like see them out somewhere or what have you. But business trips are a free-for-all. And whether it's you going on your vacation and wanting to have, you know, a romantic love for the week to just like take you around. Um, I had a girlfriend who was going to Australia and she called an Australian friend of hers and she said, you know what I'd really like, I'd really like a hot guy to drive me everywhere and fuck me every day. Do you think you have any guy friends like that you could set me up with? He set her up with one of his best mates and they had the romance of a lifetime. It was actually so powerful a romance, so sexy and amazing that when she got back home, she kind of had a little bit of like a not a nervous breakdown, but you know, it is really when your nervous system gets blown out and you've had this ecstatic up experience and then you kind of have to like fall down below your norm and kind of recover from it. It was like that crazy good for her that they still talk and things like that, but it was just one of those, he drove her around in his panel van, took her to the airport, wherever she needed to go, took her out, took her here, took her there and fucked her silly. And she just had an amazing time. So whether it's, you know, one of those things where it's just a business type thing or it's I'm going on vacation and I want a romantic experience, I think more and more people are taking advantage of travel and those precious moments to have ecstatic experiences with people from other cultures and places. I mean, we love Australia on this podcast. There's quite a few Australian listeners. Yo, hey, y'all, they they grew the Hemsworth brothers. Like, I mean, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, I mean, Thor, come on. They know what they're doing over there. <laughs> Those Aussie guys are freaking hot. Those Aussie women are amazing. I'm actually pretty big in Australia. I have a giant Australian and New Zealand following. Hey, I love Australia, Australia. Bring, bring Erica and Susan together. We will come blow your yes. mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this goes right into like how people are starting to uh, finally allow themselves to be that, be the sexual person that they want to be. Of course, we still have a lot of shame to tackle. We still have a lot of education to do, but I am hearing people more and more being braver, being just just much more likely to be give give themselves the pleasure that they've always wanted. So you put on this wonderful list that we have for you 
all, tantric sex. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So 10 or 15 years ago, when I got started as a sexpert in my second career, when I said, I can't work for anybody anymore. I'm just going to do what I want. I'm burning the bridges. Ain't no going back. I'm going to be a sexpert. Uh, <laughs> I started a publishing company about lovemaking, passionate lovemaking. And when I first started talking about tantric sex, people were like, Tantra, isn't that that thing Sting did where he don't get to come, <laughs> right? Everybody thinks Sting never comes. He never ejaculates. And I was like, no, actually, that's a Taoist semen retention practice. That's not Tantra. That's different. But now all these wonderful 30-somethings are becoming Dakinis and Dakas, which are the masculine and feminine version of Tantra teachers. And they're teaching Tantra classes and they're going to Bali and they're learning Tantra and they're coming back to Germany and starting a company and workshops and teaching Tantra and Yoni massage and, you know, the Yoni and the Lingam and using words like that. Yoni is the vulva, Lingam is the penis. I see Tantra all over Instagram now and people are starting to understand that Tantra is what I've been calling passionate lovemaking, heart-connected conscious sex and not sex, transforming sex into passion and lovemaking, slow, connected, honorable, careful, thoughtful, inclusive, pleasurable, you know, all of the things that are the hallmarks of relaxed, confident, connected joy. And so I think Tantra is becoming, you know, people used to say, wait, is that like Karma Sutra? And I was like, no, it's not Kama Sutra, which is more like uh, the joy of sex was the modern day Kama Sutra. But, um, and, and Kama Sutra, it goes deeper than that, certainly. But yeah, and it's in the, it's along those lines of, you know, an ancient lineage of sacred sexuality. So I would say Tantra, sacred sexuality, those are things that are more and more coming into the mainstream and people are curious and going to Tantra classes and there's lots more of them out there now. Yes. Yay for access. Yay for access. You can probably look up and Google, jump on Google and look in your city and there's probably one at least nearby. So just, and we're going to keep moving down our list. Penetration orgasms. Let's talk a little bit about this. This is not easy for everyone. Well, this is the politics of sex as far mm. as I'm concerned, which oh, is very fair. interesting. So I have a specific stand that I take on penetration orgasms or orgasms from intercourse. Orgasms I'm ready for a hot take. I'm ready. P-I-V, penis in vagina, sex. That's, you know, these are all the same word. These are all different words for the same thing. A lot of women today, a lot of people today, but mostly women and mostly younger women, they're saying, you know, Penetration orgasms are not what sex means. They, you know, there's lots of ways that you can have orgasms. And penetration orgasms, you know, are the white male patriarchy saying that sex is all like only about when you stick your penis in a vagina and you get off, you know. And, and then, of course, there's the orgasm gap, you know, the fact that 90% or more of men find it very easy to climax from orgasm, where under, you know, 50% sometimes of women can orgasm. And what I, what I know in my old age is that every female-bodied human being in the world can have orgasms from intercourse without even touching her clit. It is simply a learned skill. Women think, I'm broken. I can't do it. I'm just one of those women. My clit's too far from my, the entrance to my vagina. You know, whatever. A million reasons. It's literally just that you haven't learned how to do it yet. Intercourse orgasms are often for many women, the large majority, simply something you have to learn to do. You learn that. And, and a lot of women say, well, I, could, I did it once with this guy, but I can't do it with anybody else. Or I can only do it if, you know, whatever, this condition or these conditions yes, are met. The stars align. The stars align. And there's a full moon. <laughs> but you can teach yourself how to have orgasms from intercourse without even touching the clit. Because number one, the clitoris is not just that little tip of the iceberg that you see. It's draped around the vaginal opening. It goes up 
inside the vagina. It's, you know, it's, and, and you've got the urethral sponge, which a lot of people call the G spot, which isn't a spot. It's an entire zone of pleasure. You've got the perineal sponge between at the bottom of the vaginal canal, between the vagina and the rectum. That's a zone of pleasure. That's one of the things that makes anal sex feel good. And so the whole idea that I, I have a really big series on my YouTube channel, like a playlist of videos that teach you how to have orgasms from intercourse easily, confidently, every time with no problem. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. It's called the Better Lover YouTube channel, y'all. Get on it. Thank you. It's on there and it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yep. Just go to betterlover.com and it takes you right to my YouTube channel. So I really want women to understand they're not broken. They just haven't gotten there yet and don't stop trying. It's there for you. Not only that, but the large majority of people in the world today are still heterosexual, monogamous people. And when you go for a decade without having an orgasm and your husband is using you as a masturbatory sock, there is no wonder why you don't want to have sex with him anymore because you don't know that this is possible for you guys. So what I really want people to do is embrace the penetration orgasm and say, I mean, when two people make love and that penis is in that vagina and you don't have to try and it's effortless and you're coming the whole time, he's making love to you and you feel so close. I mean, I really think for the large majority of people that heteromonogamous intercourse is the pinnacle of lovemaking. And to think that you can only do it if he eats you out, or you can only do it with your vibrator on your clit. I want more for you, and I want you to know that all you need is within you now to have that. Mm, beautifully, beautifully said. And it is very difficult, I think, for people to separate the things that are bothering them psychologically within their relationship and their body mechanics. One of the things that I hear from my clients a lot in regards to penetration orgasms is it has more to do a lot of the time with that person trusting the partner because of that, that what you just said about the, that being the sock, right? And, and being this vessel for lack of a better other way. Yeah, you're a receptacle. That That is all you are. So how could you trust that your partner wants to give you this orgasm or that you can practice this orgasm if you're building resentment because you are a receptacle? I also think engorgement is so important. Women don't understand how important, you know, everybody knows the guy needs blood flow to his dick. But what about the girls? We have as much erectile tissue in our clitoral tissue, in our erectile, you know, in our vulva as men do. One uh, Just this year, Erica, I don't even know if you know this about me, but I just launched a supplement line. And the very first supplement I launched is called Flow. And it is a blood flow product. Because if we don't get a lot of blood flow, engorgement, to methanth, whatever you want to call it, into our genitals, we don't have the intensity of orgasm that is possible for us as women. And so I think it's great that we talk about erectile function for men, but we need to start talking about erectile function for women. And we need to be getting all the pussy stuff fluffed up and we need to support our nitric oxide levels because as our hormones drop, our nitric oxide levels drop. So the very first sex supplement I designed and launched was called Flow and it gets the blood down to the genitals. Fantastic. It, it, this is one of those things that so I, I, I've been talking about it recently in the last, I would say in the last few months on this show about cardiovascular health and sexual health and how they are completely tied yep. together. And Two it is just this. Coin. Yes. Yeah. If you want to have good sexual health, you have to have good cardiovascular health. If you want to have erectile tissue that gets erect, you have to have good cardiovascular health. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> You're like, yes, preach. Let's do I'll it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as let, let's go, let's keep going because we could, you and I could be here all day. The next one on our list is gender fluidity. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about this. Yeah. So I just got an email from a woman who said, 
I've never achieved an, an orgasm with my husband. He he basically uses me like a masturbatory receptacle. And I have been going on business trips with a coworker, a female coworker. And one night she talked me into making out with her and she went down on me and I had my first orgasms. Does that make me gay? Am I a lesbian? And I said, no. And I'll just, I'll just say her name is Jane. No, that just makes you Jane. You're just Jane and you are having experiences and you don't need to be labeled by anything. And you, you just are enjoying the pleasure of your body and you're finding a lover who satisfies you. And so don't worry about what it's called. And I am not that kind of person who says, don't cheat on your husband. Because I understand that there are realities of life where she doesn't want to leave her husband. They're in a good relationship. They're probably best friends, you know? And so is that ever going to change? Maybe it will. Maybe this lover that she has on these business trips, this woman will get her to the point where she's more sexually confident and more orgasmic. Maybe she'll start having orgasms with her husband. Maybe she'll get confident enough to tell him that she wants to work on their sex life. I don't know where it's going to go, but I I don't like to shame people for what occurs for them in their sexuality and their possibility and their potential. And so what is gender fluidity? So many women I know who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and even 70s are now having relationships with other women. More and more men are saying, I'm not gay, but I don't mind having a threesome with another guy and my wife or whatever. You know, there's a million different permutations, but gender fluidity is really happening in middle school right now. There's so many kids who are saying, I don't identify, I'm gender non-binary. There are young women who are having relationships with men, with women, with people who are non-binary. There are men who are doing this. There are, you know, it's like gender is becoming much less of an issue around sexuality. People are becoming more sapiosexual, which means I'm attracted to your mind or your intelligence or who you are as a person. Gender is taking a backseat to attraction in the year 2020 and beyond. Yes. I really think that this is where, and it's my hope. I'm saying this with with hopeful words. <laughs> it is It is my hope that in 2020 that we are pulling off some of these chains that have bound us culturally. And gender is included in that. For men, for women, for however you identify, that you can become the person that you were meant to become and that you get to have the sex and do the things that turn you on without any fucking judgment. Yeah. Without judging (laughs) yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we also want to talk about, I, I mean, we're talking, we're, I mean, we've already been hitting the the different parts of the lifespan. I do not want to miss out on our seniors here. You've got on our list, senior sexuality. Yeah. So I primarily cater to 40 and up people because, you know, I'm pushing 60 myself and I stand for hot AF in your middle age. Like, I'm busting out on that shit. I post string bikini photos of myself. And believe me, I don't look perfect. I Photoshop that stuff, you know. But I really want everyone to feel wonderful, sexy in in exactly the body they have. I want the body to be healthy. I do worry about, honestly, I do worry about the big, beautiful universe because it's it's not good for longevity to, to, ha- to carry a lot of weight. I do worry about that. I think there's moderation in things, and I think we've gone a little off the deep end on that. I want people to have good body mass index and things like that. That's just my personal opinion. I do worry about that. But I want people to feel sexy at every age, sexy at every color, sexy at every every gender, sexy at every point in their lives. And that includes senior sexuality. More and more people, and this brings me to one of one of my other kind of top 10 trends for 2020, which is sexual regenerative treatments or general rejuvenation. There are so many things out there that are keeping us going in our sex lives. There used to be this mentality that, well, sex is over at menopause because I can can no longer procreate, so I don't need to have sex anymore. Like that 
is gone has gone by the wayside. And people are saying, how you know, now there's biohackers. I'm a sexual biohacker myself. So how do I how do I keep my genitals in good shape? and my body in good shape so that I can keep having not only the best sex I've ever had, because in all honesty, I'm a better lover than I've ever been in my life at 58. And I am having more more hot sex than I've ever had in my life. And I'm having more intensity of orgasms than I've ever had in my life. And people come to me constantly and say, what are the things I can do? Because as we age, as you get wrinkled, you're wrinkling on the inside. And by that, I mean, we're desiccating and we're atrophying, we're drying up. And so we lose lubrication, we lose, um, lat- we get laxity. So the, one of the bummers of the penis and the vagina is that the penis shrinks as it ages and the vagina shrinks. But when the vagina shrinks, it gets bigger. It gets open because the tissue shrinks back Right. And the muscles atrophy. And the muscles atrophy. And so she's getting looser as he's getting smaller, which freaking sucks for all us heterosexual people. And so what I teach a lot is using things like CO2 lasers and RF devices for intravaginal rejuvenation, the O shot and the P shot, the orgasm shot and the preopus shot, which are healing factors from your own body reinjected into that tissue to reconstitute that tissue and re bring nerves and tissue back using the gains wave and femi wave treatments, which are essentially an acoustic device that stimulates new tissue growth. Gosh, there's so many different things you can do to regenerate all that genital tissue so that you aren't getting the wasting away, the atrophy, the sarcopenia, the muscle loss that comes with aging. So you've got these robust genitals that orgasm and have sex like you're 30 instead of you're 60. And that's actual true stuff that is totally available and really works and is wonderful. So that's kind of senior sexuality morphed into genital rejuvenation. Yes. And I think that I, well, and I think that that's something that is incredibly important to consider at the very least. Like there are things that from the time that essentially once, you know, 35 and later that our bodies and our hormones start to change and change in a significant way. And I mean, just, just from some, some people that opt to have children, some people that are opting to continue their sexual life, when I hear people say, you know, well, I can't have babies, so I don't need to have sex anymore. I'm just like, "Mm, no, I don't (laughs) No, Enjoy it forever until you're dead, please. If we can make it happen, (laughs) it can add such a, if you have something to look forward to, if you have something to, to bond with your partner, it just absolutely can improve your mental health. Well, it's interesting that your sexual vitality is a direct reflection of your general vitality and vice versa. Just like your heart health and your genital health are one and the same, two sides of the same coin, the whole idea of continuing to be sexually vital. When you walk into a room and you're like, hmm, who here would I fuck? You know, when you're when you're 72 and you're still feeling like those thoughts going through your mind, good for you. Because because that's what keeps you from aging. That's what pushes senescence away is that sexual vitality, which is why I launched this year. I just launched my two libido supplements. One is this blood flow product called Flow, and the other one is a daily multivitamin mineral complex with a libido botanical built in in an effective dose. And those are the kinds of things where it's like, you want to take one a day or Centrum for, you want to take Centrum Silver or you want to take Boost Drive and Desire? I want to take Boost Drive and Desire. I ain't going to take no Centrum Silver. Fuck Agreed. So, Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a whole world of people who are like, what can I do to keep my sexual vitality thrumming, keep my blood just thrumming through my body right down into my genitals. And that there's a big, boomers do not want to age. We don't want to die and we want to go out fucking. A lot of us do. And so, and that's what's great because there's a trickle down effect where this is the interesting thing. 
The sooner you start doing anti-aging and longevity things, the longer you will push out that morbidity, the thing that will kill you. And the five things that kill you are Alzheimer's, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and I'm missing one. Diabetes, heart disease. <laughs> this is my dementia thing. <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say suicide's up there. That very well can be part of the, the aging consideration for some yes. people. Depression. And if you're doing intermittent fasting, if you're taking your supplements, if you're getting if you're getting your blood flow going, you're doing your exercises, you're keeping yourself supple, you're pushing out disease. It's not getting sick that makes you live longer. That's the interesting thing about it. So you got to start early with it. You can't wait and then turn 50 and go, oh my God, I'm old and wrinkled. You got to start in your 40s. That's that actually, when, when you're in your 40s, that's when your hormones start to dive, when your nitric oxide starts to dive. This is when you start to need to nip it in the bud. Almost the beginning of the signs is when you got to jump on stuff. Mm, that preventative care so that you can have the pleasure and you can have a healthy and active life. I'm an avid exerciser, and I am often I am often telling people it's so that I can be durable for the world. And I think that this I think that's exactly what you're saying. It's care for yourself now. Don't wait too long. Yeah, don't sacrifice yourself for work and all that bullshit. Quick break from the action, folks. Ah, action. <laughs> I just want to tell you about my Patreon. Every week, I bring you guests and, seriously, lots of sex nerdery. <laughs> Help me keep doing that by becoming a supporter. What do you get in return? Cool perks. For real. I am going to be doing shout-outs, stickers, a bunch of stuff. So check it out at ericamiley.com forward slash Patreon. That's E-R-I-K-A-M-I-L-E-Y dot com forward slash Patreon. I hope to see you and see more of you by becoming a Patreon. Thanks, guys. Did I tell you that purpose-driven sex toys was one of my 10? Oh, no. I tell me more. tell you that. So that's an interesting thing, too, because you know, we were talking about genital rejuvenation and not everybody wants to go in and have a CO2 laser or an RF device, intravaginal type of thing. Some people are more like, not do it for me, but I want to do it myself, DIY type of people. And there's a new product on the market. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called the V-Fit, V-F-I-T. Have you seen it? I have seen this. Tell them about it, though. It is really, really interesting. You have to get yourself one. And I actually have a promo code. So if you're going to get yourself one, save 50 bucks with my promo code SUSAN, S-U-S-A-N, just like it's spelled. The V-Fit is an intravaginal device that uses three modalities for keeping your vulva in really good shape. So the things that happen to a vulva are laxity from atrophy, lack of lubrication, and incontinence. Continents. And then painful sex where your estrogen is diminishing, so your tissue is thinning. And your tissue gets thin, and then it feels like broken glass inside there when you have sex, when you have intercourse. What the V-Fit does is it uses heat, vibration, and red light, low-level laser therapy, LLLT, which is laser light, red light. And what the red light does, so it's a little, it looks kind of like, um, you know, like a sex toy, but it's not, it's a medical device and it's an FDA medical device. And it's, uh, I think it's like $495. You get it at joylux.com. And they, you put it up inside you for 12 minutes every other day or 10 minutes every other day. And oh my God, it feels so good. It is just the nicest, wonderful, warm thing. I predict 2021 sex trend vibrators, uh, like intravaginal vibrators, are going to come out with warmth because and red light because everybody's going to copy V Fit. 
What I love about this product is that the red light stimulates mitochondrial regeneration. So you're actually replacing the cells in your vagina more quickly, which they slow down as you age. And so you're replacing the tissue. The warmth of it actually recollagenates and builds new tissue. And the vibration helps, kind of like the Kegels, right? It helps with the the, um, musculature tone. And you do this every other day. And it was interesting. I I did it for about the last, I'm going to say, three weeks. And the last time I made love to my husband, I just at the moment of climax, I like gripped down on his penis and I started like milking his penis with my vaginal muscles. And it like almost made him blow a gasket. It felt so good with him because I had all this like extra grippy tone and engorgement from this every other day stimulation of the, the vaginal tissue. And it really is nice for lubrication as well. I cannot tell you how much I love this. And it's funny because my husband and I will sit in bed and watch TV and he will pump his penis. He's got a beautiful penis at 56. It's amazing. He's in such great shape. You know, he needs to listen to the show so he can hear the compliments. He loves I compliment him all the time. I call it the sea serpent and Mm -hmm. uh, benevolent sea serpent. That is my name for his penis. And uh, he'll pump. He uses the Whopper, which is the penis pump. I've got over 1,500 guys last year in 2019. I've talked over 1,500 men into buying a penis pump and pumping every other day for 13 weeks to reverse atrophy, enlarge their penis increase blood flow, and just get what I like to call a banging boner. And after (laughs) selling 1,500 men the Whopper, my husband's like, all right, I think I'll try it. I'm like, (laughs) it took 1,500 men. (laughs) That was his magic number. (laughs) And actually I said to him, I'm kind of afraid because I don't need that thing to be any bigger. Like I married him (laughs) because I'm a bit of a size queen. I've got a giant vagina. So I'm a big girl. I needed a big man. And so I'm like, I'm not, and it's never got any smaller. It got bigger because I've been sucking and fucking it for 30 years. And so I was really, really worried about, you know, like, oh no, am I going to be able to fit that thing in? But it is, it's so good for erectile function. And when you're hitting your 50s, your mid 50s, you know, you're not as hard as you used to be. So he pumps and I use my V-Fit and he pumps for his 10 minutes on and then 10 minutes on again. And I do my 12 minutes on my V-Fit and we sit there and watch TV. I love it. I love it. Put it on the Netflix. Netflix and chill can mean something completely different. You can absolutely get it done. You can get your, your genitalia exercise in. I love it. There's another purpose-driven sex toy or two that I like. One is the Fun Factory makes these pulsators or thrusting vibrators that are both vibrators, but they also are like fucky-fucky machines. And I think they're really good for women who aren't getting regular intercourse and don't want to atrophy, or for women who are looking to bridge that orgasm gap, you know, you know, crossing the gasm chasm. They're very, very good for that. And I like Fun Factory as a brand because they're super premium quality. They are the Porsche. They're made in Germany and I like them and I don't get paid by them. They're super body safe. I really like Fun Factory for that body safe material they use. And then hot octopus for men who, there are a lot of men for whom the gains wave, the pee shot, the penis pump, if that doesn't work, they're down to like trimix to get an organ, you know, to get a hard on or, or they're trying stem cells, but they can't afford it. There are guys that like intractable erectile dysfunction you know, diabetes, things like that, where they just can't reverse it. Hot Octopus makes a really nice product that is a flaccid masturbator. They have one that also works if you have a partner. It's like a a Sibian where you can flip it around it and it gets you off in your flaccid penis and she can ride on top and you can kind of do like cowgirl or missionary and get off together, make out, play with her boobs, feel each other up, tell each other you love each other and ride this device. And I think it's called the Pulse 2 Duo. And they also have a double-sided cock ring. So you can get an erection with your pump and then trap the blood in and she can ride you. Oh, you can trap the blood in with the cock ring and then she can ride you. And there's a clit vibrator and there's a 
perineal vibrator for him. So it goes under his balls. And then Mystery Vibe has a new one too called the Tenuto, T-E-N-U-T-O. And the Tenuto is a perineal massager that is also a cock ring that traps the blood in. So if you can pump up and get the erection, or you just, you don't even need to pump up. Maybe you can get an erection, but you've got venous, venous leak, which means flows back in so you can't hold it. Get a Gaines Wave series of treatments if you have a venous leak. If you can get hard but can't stay hard, get Gaines Wave. That'll fix that problem. But these vibrators are really nice combo products from super amazing companies that are doing incredible things with these kind of purpose-driven sex toys. This is one of those ways that some people think of a sex toy and they think of it sometimes as like a threat. Oh, this is an addition to the bedroom. No, here's the reality. Sometimes a a sex toy can be a necessity that can absolutely help you with a medical issue. Well, it's interesting because I am, cross your fingers, maybe uh, by the time this podcast airs, I will have been confirmed, but I've been nominated to do a TED Talk at Texas A&M University at their TEDx salon. And uh, so I've been doing some primary research to the marketplace about what people think are their top sex skills and what they think are their worst sex skills. And both male and female bodied people, including the a couple of non-binary people who've replied have said that using sex toys during lovemaking is one of their worst skills. So nobody's doing it well, which means that there's a massive upside for introducing toys into the bedroom. And if you don't introduce variety, your sex life is dead. You, it takes variety in, in a container of safety. We need our novelty. We need our dopamine. Mm-hmm. That is, that is for dang sure. We brought a list and we thought, okay, we're going to get through all of it. And we are. But I also want to make sure that we get to, there's a there's two of them that I want to make sure that we for sure get to. One is the cannabis and like using all sorts of hallucinogens during sex. Let's talk about that. I had the canisexual on my show before. Uh, Ashley Manta, she's great. So for those for those of you who want who are super interested in like microdosing and things like that, check her out. But yet we're definitely going to bring this around in 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 my podcast again this year because you know weed is being legalized in lots of states and it, as it should be. Yeah, it's inevitable that marijuana will be available everywhere someday. And cannabis, especially indica strains for lovemaking are very good. Not everyone responds to it. Remember, if it's not for you, it's not for you and no pressure. Everybody has a different value system. But for for that big bell curve in the middle, cannabis is something that helps people relax, lowers their anxiety. Because frankly, everybody gets performance anxiety in the bedroom. Will I come? Will she have fun? Will he have fun? You know, we're all torturing our friggin' selves for no reason. But um, cannabis helps lower anxiety, lower inhibitions, get you into your body, have you feeling more. And most people are who, who smoke or who vape or who whatever. And by the way, my personal opinion is vaporizing flour is the healthiest thing you can do because a lot of these kind of oils and things can be very caustic for you. So just be careful out there. Stuff, that ship, that ship be strong, girls and boys. Steady as she goes, easy does it. But alcohol depresses the nervous system where cannabis doesn't do that. And topicals are nice, whatever you want to do, but a lot of people are making love and having incredible experiences with it. But more people People, more and more people are also experiencing entheogenic sex. And entheogens are a category of primarily plant and some animal-based products that come from, such as psilocybin from mushrooms, the 5-MeO-DMT from the bufo frog, or it's synthesized now. You could put LSD in there, even though it's a, th- a synthetic, it is a hallucinatory, but primarily entheogens are considered more natural ingredients, but it's all in that big category of basically tripping while you have sex. <laughs> and more and more, whether it's ayahuasca or peyote or mescaline or ibogaine, or, you know, there's a big list of stuff and it's an ever-growing list. And people 
are doing microdosing and full on tripping and having sex. I think what's happening now is that fewer people are doing the MDMA Molly type of stuff. And, and, and so many people now are, you know, Coke is doctored with so many things. People are afraid of it because Coke is actually a, a natural. This come from, comes from the cocoa plant, but it's dangerous out there right now. Kids, be careful. But using these entheogens and having these kind of otherworldly experiences is definitely on the trend right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think there's a resurgence of people allowing themselves to be curious. And it is helpful that we're getting research to support some of the effects that people have been describing for a very long time. We're seeing research that supports cannabis use for performance anxiety. We're seeing a support for using some of these mind-altering substances to treat depression that's chronic over loads for, for people who have experienced chronic depression that is not treatable by other means. So it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens in the coming year with cannabis and some of these other drugs. So let's talk a little bit about pre-sex STD testing. I, lo- I love this. I, th- I think like everybody bring their, their paper, bring their piece of paper that says, hey, look, I have been tested. Is this something that you're seeing that's becoming more common? Well, I think because people are doing, and, and this really goes also with that kind of personalized poly that is one of the trends. I think that more and more people are having open or poly relationships now. And personalized poly is really about figuring out what your rules are right now in your relationship with your partner or partners and having agreements and setting boundaries and knowing what's okay and what's not. And then a lot of people are doing what they call a fluid bonded group or screened group where Maybe there's five people and not everyone's having sex with everyone in the group, but there are people in the group having sex with each other. And so, and, and maybe they're, they'll bring someone in, but they have to screen in. So they have to bring their paperwork for, and it has to be recent and fresh and they can't have had their, they have to wait an incubation period and they can't have any kind of uh, fluid exchange in the interim of incubation. And so there are good conversations and people are in, feeling inclusive and hey if you're feeling left out let us know and we'll bring you in and let's all make sure we have our paperwork and get tested first and and that also goes back to travel fucking i mean you could say i mean there's overnight std tests now so you can bring your paperwork go on a trip and if you find somebody you want to have sex with, you can say, look, I don't have sex unless you're, unless you're bringing me fresh papers. Let's go to the clinic and get you tested so we can make love tomorrow. And we'll just do level A, super safe stuff, which is kissing, hands on genitals, but no mouth to genitals or genital to genital contact until we're screened in. Because I have to protect my health. Because everybody's flying around the world, fucking everybody. Everybody's fucking everybody in their towns. There's all these hookups and you know, all this stuff now, and you have to be careful. Because the thing about STDs is that there's, you know, there's like at least 20 things you can get. And most STDs are skin to skin contact, and they're not contained by a condom. So, you know, you like to think you're being safe when you put on a condom and you're not. If you delve into it, you will be appalled as you are. I know you know, Erica, you know, people are appalled. It's like, it's almost like they don't want to think about it. But if you're a responsible grown ass travel fucker or poly person, you got to educate yourself about how risky it is to get this shit. And so this is where people are doing pre pre-sex testing and how poly is becoming more personalized and it all, you know, it all kind of fluidly feeds together, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I think it, it's it's kind of an interesting trend in the way of like this this group of people that then decides that, okay, we are going to allow other people in, include people, but we're going to treat this like consent. We're going to make sure everyone is physically safe as much as we can control for and and allow people to say, hey, I care about my health, but I also care about yours. I don't necessarily want to end with this, but we're going to end with the, our, the question, this wonderful question we have in my Ask Erica segment. But we're going to talk a little bit about shadow bans and mainstream censorship. Let's talk a little bit about this. This is a big one. 
Well, it's interesting because the trend this year was that Google and Facebook really started shutting down integrative medicine, natural medicine, anything that was not pharmaceutical in nature and big Mm -hmm. business. Or if you mentioned sex at all and you're a sex therapy practice trying to advertise on their on their platforms, (laughs) I could we I could be on and on about that. (laughs) Right. And so and they're censoring sex. Obviously, what's gone on with Tumblr and getting rid of sexuality, the continued bans on sexuality and the shadow banning of sex experts. We, you know, often we get shadow banned and shut down. So there continues to be a groundswell of mainstream media censorship around sexuality. And what that means is that there will be alternative webs that come to the fore. There's a market opportunity happening for alternative medicine, for sexuality, for other things, but we're not there yet. So in 2020, my prediction is further censorship, further, harder, stronger censorship. These platforms owe us nothing. Expect to get shut down. Expect to get shadow banned. Be careful. Follow the rules. Know what you're doing and know that everyone out there who's trying to help you have a better sex life is under fire. All the time. I, I think this is so important to t- to absolutely talk about. I, I mean, even in the form of, um, I know there are many sex experts who are out there on Instagram who have been, because they're trying to um, promote their podcast and they're reducing the amount of podcasts they're lifting up. So it's kind of like a subversive way to kind of to tackle some of like sexuality and, and uh, really limit what people see. And so I think it's important that we bring it up so that people are aware. Like you're not always deciding exactly what you get to see. Some company is actually doing that for you. Yeah. You're not getting to decide anything you get to see. Mm -hmm. That's right. Your reality is being sculpted by the AI. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, it is something to continue to pay attention to. So I want to make sure that everybody knows this tip that we're going to offer. And we're going to do it in my segment called Ask Erica. So I, I often ask my guests to, because I haven't figured out a jingle for this yet, Susan. I need a, I need a jingle for this segment. So <laughs> I've been asking people to say it with me. So on three, we'll say Ask Erica. One, two, three. Ask, ask Erica. Erica. Woohoo. All right. So I think this question is a wonderful one. And and then it goes right to the travel fucking we were already talking about. What is the best hotel for a threesome? Okay. Uh, well, I would recommend the, it's not necessarily a hotel, but here are the attributes you want in a hotel room that's great for a threesome. If you're going to have an incredible threesome, I recommend a weekend fuck fest. So I think it takes women especially a couple days to get really warmed up and to get really fully surrendered and really, really turned on. So I'd recommend you book two nights. The second thing that I would recommend would be that you get a suite that has a bedroom and then a pull-out couch in the other room so that you could all stay together. So that maybe if you want to cuddle in the bed, but then three's too much in the king bed, one person can peel off if they get hot and sweaty or what have you, or they don't sleep well together. And there's an alternative bed that they can sleep in. And this is good for foursomes too, by the way. And then the suite has a nice separate bathroom too, because when you're all together and you got to take a poo and you have to fart, it's nice to be able to go in and turn on the fan and shut the door and get some privacy. Yes, Have a minute. Have a minute. Exactly. Another thing that's really important to me is to have a good view. Because if you're going to be like up against the full full length window, getting fucked from behind, it's really nice to have a good view or even a 
balcony. I recently gave my husband an incredible blow job while he, I sat in a, a chair and he stood and looked over the balcony at the Bellagio fountains with Paris and Caesars laid out in front of him from the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. I, so, I love that picture. I mean, what a wonderful mental picture, one. And two, like, you don't want to be like getting fucked from behind and then be looking at a highway. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, unless you're into cars, but like still. <laughs> exactly. So I think that that's really important. And then also nice thread count sheets, soft towels. You're going to need a lot of towels, you know, so hopefully you're having lots of female ejaculatory orgasms and, you know, you need to have that. So you should always take your own waterproof sheet with you to put over the bed. And then you can ask housekeeping to bring another fitted sheet to pop over that so that um, that way you can just squirt your heart out and you don't have to worry about screwing up the sheets and you can just throw that in a pile later and crawl into bed when you're done. I don't think you should burn candles in a hotel room. It's too dangerous. You don't want to set fire. You got to be careful of people. But so what I like is you go, you go, you go on Amazon and you buy three or four scarves that are orange, big orange scarves, or go to the fabric store and get some thin, sheer orange material. And then make sure it's not touching the light bulb. Most are LEDs now, so they're not um, hot, very hot. But um, be careful not to start a fire, but throw orange over all of the lamps and that make you look sexiest in orange light. For some reason, the cellulite melts away. You look just the most beautiful. It's the most close approximation to candlelight is orange light. Another thing you could do is you can take CFL party bulbs, 15 watt orange CFL party bulbs to the hotel room, unscrew the bulbs, screw in the orange, and boom, you've got instant atmosphere. Y'all, she is, Susan is getting your context in a big way. Take a note, grab a pad, get out that phone, grab your, uh, your notes app and just make a grocery list, make a, make an Amazon list if you need to (laughs) and, and, and go to town and have a good time. Because I think what you're saying is, is that all of these pieces, if, if you, if you can plan for them, you're going to have a more pleasurable experience. You're not going to be worried about whether or not the sheets are going to get tore up. You're not going to be worried about the, you know, somebody kicking a candle and falling over and lighting a fire. <laughs> like you, I, I think this is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful thought. You reminded me that I have a free audio. It's called the Orgasmic Fantastic Sex Date. And essentially what I was describing was this notion of what I call creating the lover space. And too often, especially the female-bodied, we really, atmosphere, heating, lighting, softness, these are very important things to us. They allow us to not be bothered. Oh, that's scratchy. Oh, I'm freezing. Once you remove those things and you can, then you can surrender more deeply into your pleasure. So what I did was I put together an audio called the Orgasmic Fantastic Sex Date. You can just Google it. And then I also give you a PDF you can download that has the checklist. So you don't even need to write this down on your phone. You can just download my checklist right off the Orgasmic Fantastic Sex date. It tells you everything you need just like that to have the most incredible lover space. I talk on this show all the time about context. And in this way that you will, you will have every reason to not run the grocery list through your head while you are having sex. You'll get to tune in to your partner or partners and actually have a wonderful experience. Susan, you're a joy. I appreciate that you have been on this show and we always go long when we talk. So how do folks find you in the world? You can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. You can find my YouTube channel at betterlover.com. Of course, you've got the orgasmic, fantastic sex date you can Google. You could find me on my website, personallifemedia.com, which is thousands of articles searchable by any imaginable question that you have. I have a sex tips newsletter that nearly a half a million people read every day that you might enjoy subscribing to on my website. I think those are my like main squeezes. 
Those are all the things. And I it will all be in the show notes for all of you to find. There will be links galore. Again, Susan, I so adore you. And so thank you for coming on the show. I love you too, Erica. Happy 2020. You as well. Folks, thanks for sticking around to the end and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Please rate and review on iTunes. It helps this podcast get found. If you leave a five-star review, let me know about it on any social media, and I'll shout you out on the podcast. You can find my website at ericamiley.com. You can find me on Facebook, the Gram, and Twitter. See y'all next time.